Thursday, September 25th, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City right here in Denver, Colorado. And you know, we get together every single weekday. We talk sports with a dose of common sense, maybe here or there, just a touch of sarcasm. We are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Tuesday to you. Now, you might not realize this. Today, September 25th, is actually One Hit Wonder Day. Now, when you hear One Hit Wonder Day, what do you think of? Like your very first thought is you think of terrible music, don't you? It's the first thing I think of. You think of terrible music. You think of horrible songs like Who Let the Dogs Out or The Macarena. Or maybe you think of a band like Chumbawamba or AHA, right? Isn't that the very first thing you think of when you hear the words One Hit Wonder? Well, today we are celebrating One Hit Wonders, but here is something to think about. It's not just music that has One Hit Wonders. We have One Hit Wonders in sports all the time. Think of names like, say, David Tyree. Think of the huge catch that he had in the Super Bowl. Think of someone like Larry Brown and the huge day that he had in the biggest game in football. Or maybe Timmy Smith. Go find Timmy Smith now. Like, we never heard of Timmy Smith before. We never heard of Timmy Smith since. But they had the biggest games of their lives in the Super Bowl on the biggest stage with everyone watching. We have seen some one-hit wonders. And it's not just in football, although we've seen those in football. But what about someone like Buster Douglas? What about someone like maybe Jeremy Lin? Remember a name like Richard Dumas that used to play for the Phoenix Suns? He had that one great year when they played Jordan in the finals. Richard Dumas was a pretty good player. Got in some trouble off the court and he was gone. He was a one-hit wonder. Think of baseball and someone like Don Larson, but even someone more modern. What if I just threw out the name Dontrell Willis to you? We see one-hit wonders in sports all the time. Today on One Hit Wonder Day, you might just reflect back on your favorite one-hit wonder from the world of sports. Now, if you'd like contacts, maybe let us know who your favorite sports one-hit wonder is. Or, I don't know, maybe you have a music one-hit wonder to share with us, although most of them are terrible. We would still love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com, or you can go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Doesn't have to be about one-hit wonders. Could just be you have a question. Maybe you've got a comment. Maybe you have something you'd like for us to cover here at the Daily Dose. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out. Today on the show, we do have a number of things coming out in the world of breaking news, but we are actually going to be joined today by one of the first callers that we ever had to the Daily Dose. Now, when we scheduled him, we actually thought he was going to be in a foul, nasty mood, but I have a feeling he's going to be in a way better mood today because Raymond from Washington, D.C. is a Buffalo Bills fan, and he is going to be joining us here in a few minutes to do, I can't really say it's a first quarter NFL review because we haven't hit four games yet. So should we just call it? Let's call it a 3 NFL review. Let's go with that. I mean, we're not a quarter of the way into the season, and we aren't on the metric system here in the U.S., so we're going to go with a 3 NFL review. Going to have to talk to him about a few teams and a few things taking place in the NFL. 
But first off, we do have some things coming out in the world of breaking news. And you know, we did actually get a decent Monday night football game last night as the Pittsburgh Steelers finally got a win. Yes, three weeks in, they finally pick up their first win. They get their first win in Tampa against what was the 2-0 Buccaneers. Pittsburgh got 353 passing yards and three touchdowns from Ben Roethlisberger. The Steelers had to hold on for dear life. They win the game 30-27. to As Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually stormed back from a 30-10 to deficit. You know, Fitzpatrick was horrible in the first half. He threw three interceptions. He threw a pick six. But he ended up the game with 411 yards and three touchdowns. And, you know, I don't think there's any question who should be the quarterback in Tampa right now. I know as bad as Fitzpatrick looked in that first half, you were already starting to hear that narrative. Well, hey, maybe Jameis Winston should be the guy. After watching the entire game, he shouldn't. And you know what? Thinking back to how Jameis Winston has looked over his first few seasons, I don't know, did Fitzpatrick really look any worse? And on the Pittsburgh side, hey, take the win, be happy with the win. At least you got one. It was not always pretty last night for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A number of mental mistakes, a number of stupid penalties. They were flagged 13 times for 155 yards. Ben Roethlisberger and the offense, they got that win despite the defense. You know, one of the best plays of last night was early on as Ben Roethlisberger hits tight end Vance McDonald, who then throws a defensive back down with just a nasty stiff arm, takes it 75 yards for the touchdown. Here is a clip from ESPN. Easy first down, Vance McDonald, and he keeps his footing. Can he get there? 75-yard touchdown, Vance McDonald. Are you kidding me? Wow. And it was a win that was much needed for the Steelers. If they start the season last night 0-2-1, yeah, I don't know if they're coming back from that. That division with Baltimore and Cincinnati and even an improving Cleveland, that might have been too much to ask for Pittsburgh. They got the win last night and they desperately needed it. We discussed it a little yesterday. Even though the NFL is trying to eliminate every single injury, we still saw some people lost for the season this past weekend due to injury. San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo officially has a torn ACL. He is done for the year. Hello, CJ Beathard. And hello, probably top five pick in next year's NFL draft. But that wasn't all. The Atlanta Falcons have lost starting safety Ricardo Allen for the year with a torn Achilles. But one of the weirder injuries of the day actually took place down in Miami as Miami Dolphins defensive end William Hayes tore his ACL in his right knee on Sunday and he did it in a really weird way, they say. According to Dolphins head coach Adam Gase, it happened while Hayes completed a huge third down sack on Oakland Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. And here's what Gase said. Hayes got hurt because he was trying not to put body weight on Carr, which has been a controversial point of emphasis this season. His foot got caught on the ground. It hurts. He was one of our leaders, one of our best guys in the locker room. It's going to be a tough one for us to swallow. Now, 
I'm not sure I even completely believe it, but the fact that now we are seeing defensive players getting hurt because they're going out of their way to not put too much weight on NFL quarterbacks. What in the world are we doing, NFL? Is this really the path we want to go down? Hey, I understand it. They want to keep their moneymakers out there. But why is it the NFL doesn't care one bit about defensive players? They can't care any less about defensive players than they do right now. If you are a defensive player and an offensive player wants to cut your legs, that's fine. An offensive player wants to spear you and lower their head on you, that's fine too. And I know they say they're going to call that. We haven't seen those calls. The only thing we're seeing is these goofy calls on the quarterback on what are, for the most part, just normal tackles. We might need to talk to Raymond about how he feels about these new rules in the NFL. And, you know, we also discussed a few quarterback controversies prior to the college football season here on The Dose. And we weren't quite sure exactly who was going to win the starting job. Well, one of the top teams in the country is now changing up their original lineup. And no, I'm not talking about Alabama because Tua Tagovailoa is playing out of his mind. I am talking about the Clemson Tigers. You know, a week ago, Clemson head coach Dabo Swinney said he would make a change at quarterback when one player clearly separated himself from the other out on the field. Well, that seems to be what is happening with Clemson because Trevor Lawrence looked dominant in a win over Georgia Tech on Saturday, and the school has now announced that the freshman is going to be the number three Clemson Tigers' new starter. Meanwhile, Kelly Bryant, who led Clemson to the college football playoff last season, he started all four games this year. He is going to be moved to the bench in favor of Lawrence, who, of course, is the number two overall recruit in the nation this past year. And he's looked very good. He completed 13 of 18 passes for 176 yards and four touchdowns on Saturday against Georgia Tech. But here's the thing I want to see now from Dabo Sweeney. If you watch Clemson, there's no question that Lawrence is the more talented quarterback. But how can you keep Kelly Bryant invested in this team as he moves to the bench? Because there are some dangers out there. If Lawrence struggles, and even more scary, if Lawrence gets hurt and you have to go back to Kelly Bryant at some point, you still need him on board. This can't be a situation where Kelly Bryant's like, I'm out, I'm sitting the bench, and I don't care anymore. That's not going to work well for your team. This is going to be up to Dabo Sweeney to keep his team all on the same page. Hey, don't lose your locker room. The Clemson Tigers have what looks like the easiest path of most any team in the NCAA to get to the college football playoff. The ACC is terrible. They should skate through their schedule with no problem whatsoever. Make sure you don't lose that locker room. Make sure you keep those guys focused and somehow make sure you keep Kelly Bryant focused and on board with your team's success because you can't afford to lose that guy. Hey, coming back, we will be joined by one of the very first callers we ever had to the Daily Dose. And if there is one thing he is never short on, it is opinions. We will be discussing the NFL with him when we get back. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose, where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. October's Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Cursed, Haunted by Dark Spirits and Evil Creatures. Sorry, but it sounds like you've been cursed. Fight back against your regrettable fate with an exclusive collection of accursed gear. October's Loot Crate theme 
features items from Attack on Titan, Gremlins, Evil Dead 2, and American Horror Story. Looks like they are getting ready for Halloween over at Loot Crate. But if none of those franchises interest you, remember, you can go to Loot Crate and choose from a huge selection of crates, a monthly subscription of crates, or just individual items. And they have so many things over there, they are sure to have exactly what you need. Of course, the best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, be sure you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order, just as a little thank you for listening to the Daily Dose each and every day. Joining us right now, we have, you might not realize this, one of the very first callers ever to the Daily Dose. Raymond from Washington, D.C. stops by. Raymond, thank you so much for coming back. Your Buffalo Bills got a huge win on Sunday, and I know you're all excited about that. Yes, Clint. Uh, hello. Uh, thanks for having me back on your show. Uh, yeah, the Bills went in there. They were uh, the, the biggest uh, underdog in 20 years, a 17-point underdog, but I was pretty confident. It really wasn't a surprise to me if we went up there and uh, handled the purple people eaters. Wow. Well, you know, we're going to talk about your bills here in a few minutes, but do you realize this? Do you realize you have now been coming on the Daily Dose for almost five years? Well, yeah, I like the show. So, yeah, I, I like coming on. But we like having you on because you are never short on opinions, not just about your bills, which, of course, you always have to talk about, but about every team basically in the league. And you know what I was thinking of doing? I was thinking that maybe we could do kind of a season review. And I know... We're only three weeks in, like we're not even a quarter of the way in, but maybe we could just go through some teams, get your thoughts. Because like I said, one of the things we like about having you on the show, we get some honesty from you. You tell it like it is, and that's what we're looking for. Well, I've seen quite a few games uh, this season, so I'll be able to give a fair assessment, I think. Okay, well, I wanna, I've got a few things that I want to ask you about. And one of the things that I want to ask you before we jump into teams or anything like that, what are your feelings on the way that the NFL is protecting the quarterbacks this year? I mean, if I'm a defender, I would say that the league is, I don't know, really kind of out to get me right now. What are your thoughts when you see all these rules protecting these quarterbacks? Well, my my thought in general on rules period is everybody's playing by the same rules. So quit whining and play like the same, play, play, play like everybody else. Everybody has the same thing. So it's uh, yesterday, uh, on our first drive of the game, we were going to go three and out. And uh, Minnesota, they hit our quarterback in the head, personal foul, first down. And that started the beatdown. So, you know, these things have you got to play by the rules. You know, one of the things that I think defenders are getting themselves in trouble with, when you hear guys like Clay Matthews come out and they say, well, the league is getting soft and the league is getting soft. I wouldn't go that route if I were him. I would say things like, the league rules are really confusing. Like, we're not sure that we understand exactly how to play this game. They've made it so confusing. I would go that direction instead of just saying the soft thing because it doesn't seem to be working. The NFL and the referees hate Clay Matthews' guts right now. Well, yeah, he's not very good. Well, that's um, not necessary. Well, he's not very good. <laughs> yeah, so why are we talking about Clay Matthews? Because we saw the big hit yesterday when he got called for just sacking Alex Smith. Yeah. Okay, we're going to jump in, and we're going to go team to team. We just want to get your thoughts on a few teams throughout the NFL. Is that cool with you? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's start off in the AFC East, because I know you love the AFC East and the Bills and whatever, but I'm going to save the Bills for just a minute. Got to ask about this. Are the New England Patriots in trouble? They have lost back-to-back games 
for the first time in three years. The loss to Jacksonville, okay, they've got a tough defense. But losing to Detroit, and New England didn't even look like they were competing. Patriots just don't have any wide receivers. Should Patriot fans be concerned at all? Well, unfortunately, we've seen this story before. Yeah. Patriots had some struggles early in the season. But as long as Tom Brady is quarterbacking, unfortunately, they're still not out of it. No, they're not. I, I expect them to to whip themselves back into some sort of shape. I mean, they're not going to be thirteen and three, but I still think they'll be eleven and five ish, ten and six ish, just behind the Bills in the AFC. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sold on the Patriots being uh, doom and gloom just yet. We know how this works, and yeah. Bill Belichick always just looks at September and October like it's preseason, and he just tries to figure things out, and all of a sudden they get rolling. Okay, but here yeah. is the team that is leading your division right now, the Miami Dolphins. They are somehow 3-0, and and yes, they haven't really played anyone, but should the 72 Dolphins start getting nervous? Is this team going 19-0 and and winning the Super Bowl? Well, this is another book that we've read also before. Miami seems to always start off hot. Uh, by the middle of the season, once they start playing some divisional games, they're the same old Miami, so 7-9, 8-8. <laughs> What behind is it, the bills. What is it with Ryan Tannehill? Is he is he just that's just who he is? He's just an eight and eight guy. That's that's who he is. He's an eight and eight guy. He'll throw a good pass here and there, run around a little bit here and there, but he's just not that great at the end of the day. Moving on to the New York Jets. Have the Jets finally found their answer at quarterback? We've seen good Sam Darnold, we've seen bad Sam Darnold. What do you think of the rookie up at New York? By the end of the season, it'll be a dumpster fire altogether. Wow. Um, he's not that great. Not that great. He has a couple good pieces around him, but the team's just not that good. They weren't that good last year and adding a rookie quarterback. What are they going to win more games now? I don't think so. I'm expecting like a, you know, five and 11. They're going to finish last in the division behind the Bills as well. I've noticed a trend so far in the AFC East. Everyone's finishing behind the Bills. You know, the disturbing part to me about the Jets was the fact that that defense, which should be at least okay, they didn't do anything to Baker Mayfield on that game last week. That would concern me a lot. Forget Sam Darnold. Why couldn't you stop a rookie quarterback at all? He carved them up. Yeah, he did. Uh, late in the game, they have all those first-round picks on the defensive line. But it's the same story with the Jets. They're not any better. They just drafted the rookie quarterback. Same thing from last year, though. Not impressed with the Jets at all. Okay, we're going to get to uh, this part of the show is going to make my stomach hurt a little bit. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills because they've looked absolutely awful all season. But on Sunday, they go to Minnesota and they smack the Minnesota Vikings. Like you said, they were a huge underdog on the road. What in the world changed for the Buffalo Bills? Or was it just the fact that the Vikings didn't show up? Keep in mind, first game of the season... Uh, Josh Allen, our, our rookie, was not playing. Second game was uh, his first start. And it took him about a half before things got going. Uh, that second half against San Diego was much different. Uh, same with the defense. You know, we just kept – the offense really wasn't doing anything the first game and a half. And we just put the defense in bad positions and let them look much worse than they were. This week was the first time that the offense was able to move the ball consistently. And with that doing so, the defense was able to shine. This is the same rough and tough Buffalo Bill defense from last season. And, in fact, we've added a, a couple of pieces on the defensive line. When I tell you yesterday, 
Kirk Cousins had no time to throw the ball. He had no time to throw the ball, and they had no room to run the ball. Buffalo's defensive line manhandled them all day yesterday. And uh, it's, just a, it's just the beginning. We're going to now. We're going to do the same thing next week to Green Bay. You're calling your shot right now. They're going to go up and manhandle Green Bay. I'm not that impressed with Green Bay right now. But is Josh Allen the man? Is 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 like he going to be a bona fide quarterback? He is going to be the best quarterback. Wow. Uh, he is the next Jim Kelly. Um, the man has a cannon for an arm. Yeah. He, once he gets some better pieces around him, because we don't really have a whole lot on the offensive side as far as wide receivers uh, to throw to, we have big Kelvin Benjamin who. Who's just big, but we need some some better, more talent at the wide receiver position. He'll really be able to shine more. But his arm is awesome, and his he's able to read the field. He can run. Uh, he's a big, strong guy. He's a big Superman back there. So, I'm a little bit cynical about Josh Allen, and I'm going to give you a few reasons why. One, uh, as impressive as the hurdle over the defender was, don't go hurdling defenders much longer. This is not Wyoming. You'll get knocked out. No doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, and, and I knew you would agree with that. He's he's got a, a great play, but just be careful. And two, yeah. I just keep thinking back to the other big, strong quarterbacks: Rob Johnson and Alex Van Pelt and Drew Bledsoe and J.P. Lossman and Ryan Fitzpatrick and E.J. Manuel and okay. Matt Castle, and so. A.J. McCarron and Tyrod Taylor and Nathan Peterman and. You see what I'm saying here? Like, I'm a little concerned. Okay. I can understand that, but keep it also in mind, Josh Allen is the highest drafted quarterback in Bill's history. So he's already better than everybody else. So he's different. Here is a stat I'm going to throw out at you, and I want your opinion on it concerning the Buffalo Bills. Since Vontae Davis quit at halftime, the Bills have outscored their opponents 41-9. to Is that a coincidence, or was it all just because of that stupid Vontae Davis? Well, I think that was part of the part of the spark. What we were able to do in the second half against San Diego, and then what we were able to do yesterday against now, you know, this Minnesota team had just put up four hundred, over four hundred yards of off, four hundred yards of offense the week before on yeah. the road. Yeah, they did. And now they're at home, and they weren't able to do anything. And it's not by luck. You don't beat Minnesota at home and then allow them to score six points, twenty-seven to six in their building. That does not happen. No other team in the NFL is capable of such that. So, you know, the, what we've done here these past um, six quarters yeah. of football yeah. is, a, is for real. Okay. It is for real. But we're going to find out. We're going to find well, out and, in and the next few weeks. To, one more thing to that is, you know, like I said, we're one and two now. And now that we've gotten these things together, 14 and two. 14 and so two. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and I hope everybody enjoys that 14 and 2 journey with me. And home field advantage. If you go 14 and 2, you've got home field advantage throughout, right? Then you're coming through Buffalo. Right. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Buffalo, is what you're telling me. Yes, it does. Would you be willing to, I don't know, maybe bet anything? Uh, well, I don't believe in betting. I'm willing to bet my life. Uh, really? Because I have you here on the podcast betting a few things. I'm willing to bet my life. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in betting. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll just okay. we'll just hold on to that. We'll just put that in our pocket okay. for now. I'm willing to bet my life. Let's move out of the AFC East because I don't want to talk about the Bills. This whole thing. We need to move right. on to something else. Let's move over to the NFC East. And I know all the talk with the Philadelphia Eagles 
is the quarterback. Carson Wentz is back. What was wrong with Nick Foles? Can I tell you my concern for the Eagles right now? What's that? Their skill positions. JHI is hurt. Those Eagle receivers, without Alshon Jeffrey and with Darren Sproles out, they're not scaring anybody. They need to get some people healthy. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But at the same time, I think that's all of this. It's just a matter of time before everybody's healthy and everybody's back. And I think they're still, or at least they're at least the class of the NFC. So, you know, they haven't lost yet. So if they've ever been to survive this and with those injuries, those players healthy, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I do too. I like their chances to repeat. I like their chances at least to challenge to repeat, not have that big drop off with Carson Wentz back in. I was surprised at how little rust he actually showed on Sunday. He looks good. I think the Eagles are definitely one of the top teams in the league. They should be fun to watch. The rest of the NFC East, though, not so good. Washington, I think, is better than they were. But why do I feel like Adrian Peterson is just going to get worse every single game? Yeah, and I really feel like in today's NFL, you're not going to be giving your running back 25 carriers and trying to run over teams. It'll work on some Sundays, but I just... Adrian Peterson, he, you know, he's, yeah, he's, of course he's pretty good, but yeah, Washington, I just don't think. And Alex Smith is their quarterback. Right. You know, that's it too. Yeah, we know how that ends. Nope. It ends in eight and eight or seven and nine. Nope. The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys on Sunday got pushed around defensively by Seattle's offensive line. What in the world is going on with Dallas? And Jason Garrett still thinks he's smarter than everyone else. He lost Jason Witten and Des Bryant. Why in the world is Dak Prescott still throwing the ball 30 times a game. I don't understand what they're doing in Dallas. Yes, uh, it, it is awfully funny because they were, as you remember, Dak's rookie season, they were putting him in the Hall of Fame. Yes. And now we're who he truly is, which is an option quarterback for Mississippi State. Thank you. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's what he is. So Dallas isn't going anywhere. Why are we talking about the Cowboys? The Cowboys are not very good this year. We have one more team to touch on in the NFC East, and I know – it is easy to blame Eli Manning for everything concerning those New York Giants. That offensive line is horrible. On Sunday, they looked a little bit better, and as a result, the Giants actually win a game. I don't think the Giants are really going anywhere. But this isn't all on Eli, is it? No, it's not all on, on Eli. He makes them better. Once he's gone, they'll, they'll see the difference. He's not terrible, right? I wouldn't say. But at the same time, you know, you, you can't win that many games with, what, four good players? So, ramp, ramp, the Giants suck. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? No. He's got two Super Bowls. No. Well, then again, they let everybody in. See? So. That's my uh, concern. I think he's getting in just because of his last name and because he won two Super Bowls. Well, it's possible. They do let quite quite a few people in. He does have two rings. And he was a quarterback in New York City. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And he beat Tom Brady yeah. twice. Oh, there you go. I think we just put him in. Ugh. He's not a Hall of Fame quality quarterback, is he? I don't know. Well, they let everybody in, so. Then that means Philip Rivers gets in. Philip Rivers should be in. He's never won a thing. Yeah, but he's a, a true gunslinger. And quite he is. Yeah, he is. All right, they're both going in then. How about that? Everybody gets in. Everybody gets a participation award. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hey, tomorrow on The Daily Dose, we are going to have to continue our conversation with Raymond because there are a number of things that we didn't get to get to today. I know he has some other opinions in store for us that you are not going to want to miss. Going to be talking a little bit of NFL this week as we break down our 316th NFL review. I know we're just three weeks into the season, 
But that doesn't mean we don't have a number of things to cover with regards to the NFL. We still have a lot more NFL to get to this week. Tomorrow on the show, we will, of course, be bringing you the latest and greatest in breaking news. And we need to get a few more opinions from Raymond because I know he's got a number of them. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose. For all of you that share the show, for all of you that tell your friends, that email us, that text us, that message us, thank you so much. It is very appreciated. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.